right, everybody, welcome to Yeah But Still. Oh, this is gonna be a real, this is a real br Let's Go Brandon episode, I would say. It's yeah. gonna get confusing. We might have to start using last names. These are two, two of the Brandons in my life, the most prominent Brandons, I would say. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the podcast. A uh, very old friend of mine, Brandon Dermer. Uh, a man who I first met when I was interning in Chicago. Whoa. This is going to be so confusing. I'm going to have to... Dermer, you're... I can go by Dermer. You're Dermer from now on. You're not Brandon. Yeah. Okay. And then Brandon, it's you're been Brandon. my whole life. Okay. Dermer. Right. Yeah. Brandon, you might not even know this, but I met Dermer, like, on one of the first days of my adulthood, honestly. It was, like, the first day of an Whoa. internship I had in an editing house, and he, he walked over... He made, he made you a man? He made me a man. Well, not quite, because I, I don't think I... <laughs> He was friends with somebody I worked with who was older, and like, Dermer showed up at like 3 p.m. with like a case of Miller Lights and started playing beer pong in our office. And I was like, "Damn!" I was young, so I was like, "Yo, I wonder if they'll let me drink a beer." And I was, uh -huh. I don't think I asked. And then uh, like, wait, uh, you want to? Oh, go. Ahead. Well, you should you should explain why why he's here. Why? He's yeah, here today. of course. Well, Brandon Dermer, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I yeah, also sorry. feel very special because I feel like I saw the first potential Yeah But Still podcast recorded during Like and Subscribe, right? Wasn't that the first one? No, Dude, we very were early. So we, it was like episode four or we something. We were already, we were uh, recording it already, but we had recorded on, on set. It was really we kind of pod early, like mm -hmm. episode four or something on yeah. set recording it. So, I mean, we go way back. Um, Brandon Dermer is a director, um, made a lot of things, was an executive producer of Like and Subscribe, and also the director, creator of What Would Diplo Do, which Brandon Wardell played Skrillex in, right? And Oh, yes. Opposite James Vanderbeek is Diplo. Viceland's first and last scripted show. Damn. What, why'd you guys do that to them? You know, I think we just, we did too good. So they're like, we got to step away. <laughs> hey, the Viceland had some heat. Um, I guess yeah. this is oh, unscripted, yeah. but I really like the show Jungle Town. Have you ever seen that? I haven't, but I'm loving their show Icons right now about the Simpsons, the creation of the Simpsons. Ooh. It's phenomenal. Okay. I've, I haven't heard of that. It's kind of, it, they've kind of pivoted to like an A&E type channel where it's a lot of like the dark side of comedy, Chris Farley or, you know. You know, it's funny now that you say, I think their parent company is A&E. Really? Yes. Right. Wow. So now it is just... Uh, we're talking bit, kinda... We're talking the movie business here, folks. Yeah. We're going to we'll be talking shop all day. But, we, I mean, we are because you have um, your first feature film. Mm -hmm. This is a long time coming for you. I've like mm -hmm. watched you grind. Probably the biggest grinder I know. I've multiple times asked you, like, dude what are you taking like what supplements are you on i need to know what vitamins you're using and i think the answer is just like death wish coffee but i don't think i've met anybody more energetic than you grinding and you finally made it happen you have your feature film coming out um why don't you tell us the backstory on this i know it's kind of weird like didn't this come together in an unusual way yeah so during the pandemic everything i thought i had planned for 2020 personally and professionally just went to shit as it did for every single person in the planet. And uh, 
you know, it was such uncertain times and I wasn't dealing with it in the best ways, uh, with my anxiety and stress of always trying to control every situation. And this sort of like put it under a magnifying glass. And once I really started looking at it and figuring out how to cope, I was like, once I stop trying to control things, uh, I can actually be present and life can happen. And, you know, I can be a happy ish person. And I wanted to explore that. And I thought what better way than with an alien. And I then approached Alicia Keytree an old friend who I think you might've known from Chicago as well, or maybe you met her out here, but her and I uh, started working on the script. And then I reached out to a friend, Kyle Nuacek, um from Workaholics. Yes. He directs what we do in the shadow, all these great things. I saw that he directed a commercial over zoom um, in the pandemic and oh, I was wow. about to do the same thing. So I, I contacted him just to pick his brain about it. And then he asked me what I was working on and I pitched him this idea and he's like, I want to produce that. I want to get it made. And Dude, that was oh, yeah, July. Kyle's Kyle's the man. You Great guys should guy. say, uh, in terms of personal connections, I will say uh, he also directed uh, the. I, I I was in the final episode of Adam Devine's House oh Party. Oh my God. Dude, I should. There should be a drinking uh, game of every time Adam Devine's House Party comes up on the pod. Yeah. It's like, well, it's just like a funny credit to bring up. <laughs> it's like, I really think <laughs> it's, it's like, it gets mentioned yeah, like, like every other Brandon, episode. You, you did, you did. Because it's like, it, they air it like once after a Tosh.0 rerun. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's it's like, like, check shows up. Dude, but like, you if, also, if you, you did check what the would Diplo do, then it ended. You did Am Divine, then it ended. Like, well, whoa. yeah, I don't. Whoa. If anybody's listening to this, Dermer, uh, Dermer putting some strings on the wall. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's a good thing that all of these things ended right after no, you the, uh, were a part of them. At their peak. At their peak. <laughs> yeah, okay. They they reached a point where they're like, damn, this is too good. Like, it's better to no, go out with a bang, the, dude. Both of those networks barely exist now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's how long I've been fucking doing this shit. Um yeah, anyway. Yeah, Kyle Newichek. Yeah, he's yeah, he's great. I mean, and I met dude, go I met 90. Kyle, I can trace back to Necrogoblicon because I met Kyle through Blake Anderson, also friend of oh, yes. the pod and the Venn diagram here. Who people would know from Workaholics. He was the who was the what's the character? Who's he was their their weird their like weird this, the drug dealer friend. The drug dealer friend. Yeah, Kyle was Carl. And yeah, then, Carl. Yes, yep. free Carl. Free yes, Carl. Yes, yes. Hashtag free Carl. Right. Um. So wait, it's uh. So this new movie, it's uh. You know, the two of you worked on it. And we got Jillian Bell from Workaholics back in the mix, right? Mm -hmm. We got Blake and in we, the mix. We got Blake in the mix. Normcore Blake playing this very normal dude, and then we got Natalie Morales, um, phenomenal actress and oh, writer yeah, I love director. Her. She's great. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And then Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, that's what's oh, lovely. And you shot it during COVID. Shot it in ten days during COVID. Dude, I don't. I'm I'm very happy for you about this because I don't think I've met anybody with more schemes than you in terms of like, like how many projects do you have, like in limbo development currently that are? Could you even count? I think just like five. You have a. You've always had a lot. You like are a huge hustler. I just try to, I figure that like one of them will go and four will die. So I always try to have like five or six floating around. And even like, I think the first thing that, I mean, look, like to me, you were, when I met you, you were just like a guy with a camera goofing around in Chicago, shooting videos with their friends. I remember you had like this, like little comedy group thing, like D-Mob Productions. And you gave me a shirt. You were a waiter at a, mm -hmm. you're a waiter at a wing restaurant that would serve us underage. 
Jake Melnick's the best wings in Chicago. And that's where I met Damn. Alicia Keetry, the writer of the film. She also worked at Jake Melnick's. Wow. Shout out Jake Melnick's. It's still there too. I just passed it the other day. Still there killing it. Huge present at Wings Fest. I was really hoping there would be a Hot Ones crossover. But you were grooming me at the time, serving me underage. I was probably freshly 18, nubile. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like for me, the first thing that I saw where it was like, oh shit, like Brandon's doing some stuff is I think Flesh Lightning. You had yes. moved to LA and made this like sketch with, mm -hmm. was Caden in that? Jenna Hayes. Jenna Hayes. I knew you got like a porn star in it. And you made like this comedy sketch that kind of took off like pre, this was like Facebook viral. This was early. Yeah. So basically I moved to, after meeting you shortly thereafter, I moved to LA in 2008 and I became an assistant to two or three managers and producers. And I just like kept my head down and was writing nights and weekends, learning everything from them. And then I started shooting with John Lejoie, uh, who ended up playing taco on the league and is a oh, great, Oh yeah. That's how I met him. So I was shooting those early viral videos with him. The first one we did together was I Can Dance, which I also act in out of necessity. And then, you know, my man, my my bosses at the time were like, you got to do something without John sort of to show people what you're bringing to the table. And we know you have this cinematic eye and sense. So um, I wrote a bunch of ideas. And then this is early pod days. At the very beginning, Joe Rogan's podcast at the very beginning was sponsored by Fleshlight. Wait, really? And Yes. And John did the podcast to promote the league. And when I was like, wait, what is a fleshlight and why are they promoting a comedy podcast or whatever that podcast is? And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. And that same weekend I watched weird science and that's when I wrote flesh lightning. And I was like, if I can make people in Hollywood believe this is a real movie or even think it's oh, yeah, it was like a fake trailer. Yeah. It was a fake trailer. Um, and we put it out and we hired a PR company and made it and like put out press releases about like this film's getting buried. Unfortunately, it's in a bidding war. And <laughs> yeah, so it was a fake trailer. And I, I literally cold called Fleshlight like on my way to work as an assistant at like six in the morning. And I was like, hey, I'm can I speak to your head of, you know, PR? Dude, um, and they put me up. You were kind of like connected president. to them for a while, too. I remember like because your schemes like often involve like a company you'll connect with and like what will seem like an, a one-off project for most people will actually kind of like blur into your other things where you're like, I remember there being a period where like you're like fleshlight was involved in a lot of things. You're doing for well, the thing that, so after that came out, you know, uh, the, the, a lot of people from that industry were like, let's work together and direct. And I was like, I, I I'm a huge fan of the medium, but I'm, I'm trying to go this different direction. But you know, uh, they fleshlight was like, yeah, super cool to me in the sense of also like, I was like, you guys should send fleshlights to like everyone in Hollywood. And I gave them a, the address to like people at comedy central and all this stuff. And they started sending them out. And do you keep yeah, any in your home? Flesh lightning was the, one of the big, you know, like that and Necrogoblicon are like the two things that I feel really got me going. Do you ever sample the product? Uh, the day before flesh lightning came out. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't up until prior to that for like, you know, I was wait the day before it came out, you tried the flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, maybe this isn't like a weird omen if I don't use it the day. And I, cause I like a it ceremony took four months. <laughs> it took four months <laughs> to make that thing to make the short because I was an yeah. assistant at the time. So I was like nights and weekends. And then I was just like, I couldn't sleep the night before. Cause I felt like I had so much riding on this trailer coming out. So you just like woke up, got out of bed and just banged a flashlight. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Did you the, use it? You just used it once or what? It was one and done. Yeah. A lot of people swear by it. Yeah. Anderson I mean, Pack Anderson Pack talks really? about using it on the on the road. 
Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have you kicked it around? I met I I've never uh I met him like once at the vice office and he was like he was talking about uh you know how when he's on the road he he fucks a flashlight and I'm not I'm not putting him on blast here because he his he's talked about this publicly. He mentions it in uh uh he mentions it in his double XL freestyle. Oh shit. I remember that. What if he was getting yeah. sponsored? I don't I don't think so. I think it's just like what what else is there? It must it's treating him right. That, it feels like they they really uh cornered the market. Oh yeah, look at this. Dating back to 2015, it's uh it's it's the hype beast essentials article and this is like it's a t- it's like a <laughs> It's like when things. I was like what's in your bag like articles. Yeah, it's it's fully like a uh one of those uh you know, 10 things I can't live without Dude, that's so sick to be like um, number one, my flashlight. And he has, it's like you know, oh, it's a nice wallet, nice, uh, you know, oh, his drumsticks, <laughs> um, the outline of knowledge, uh, a, a book. Um, I'm looking at this now too. And, yeah, flashlight. Yeah, so, so this here is Felicia. She holds oh, me down. No. <laughs> She holds me down when I'm on the road. Oh my god, Brandon! She'll, you didn't tell me that this is like fucking. She don't ever stress me. There's like a nice picture of all these items laid out. Like, how would you describe? You know how people this like a, a like, very clean layout, like an of, aesthetic, yeah. aesthetic, like packing yes. for a trip type. Yeah. This Dermer. Oh, let's see. I love oh, this wow. picture. <laughs> that is. Uh, oh, he has shrooms in there image. too. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a really image. That's a really funny combo. But yeah, I mean, flesh lightning that short was like very important, pivotal moment in my career. Yeah, putting that out and people. What other uh, pocket pussy has had that level of impact? Absolutely none. none. I, I also feel like they've they're like a like Kleenex. Like everyone just it's yeah. just like the word. You they've, know, they've really? been able to like get themselves into mainstream culture in a way where I think it's like okay if you have one probably because you'd be like oh it's like yeah. i'm not even you i don't use that it's a joke haha mm-hmm. like oh yeah god it's a prank but yeah that's that's where it all that that that's where it stemmed from and when that trailer came out a bunch of people did think it was a real movie and i had opportunities to make it into a film but i just i didn't think it, that it could have become a it could have become a real movie had you wanted it to yeah if you fuck the flashlight harder but yeah, we've since, I mean, we've like stayed in touch the whole time and been involved in various schemes together, eventually mm-hmm. like and subscribe. Um, mm-hmm. I was, well, yeah, that was our main scheme together. Brand- I, I can, so it started, the first thing is when you moved to LA, you hit me up and I was like, I just shot a music video for Necrogoblicon Live because that first video came out and it blew up and the band for the first time ever booked this world tour. They never really played outside of California and- I bought a, you know, a 5D and I taught myself how to use it on the plane and I shot all this footage and you cut together this incredible music video for their song Power Core with the very minimal shitty footage that I gave you. You definitely yeah. elevated it beyond what uh it was intended for. And then and then after that, I think the first thing we worked on together a little bit was Need You, I think. I mean, there was another thing in between, but Yes, and maybe one day that'll resurface. Maybe one day it will. That was a very, I mean, that was a huge saga. 
That was a bizarre. I don't think we're talking crazy. about that one right now, but 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 you came uh, you came to my thirtieth birthday party where I don't I had like the best birthday party I think I ever will have, which was at a warehouse in downtown LA where I booked a Ramstein cover band called Duhost, yes. and then Fart Barf, a local LA synth rock band, to perform. And at that party, you met Dylan Francis, who I told him about you we as far as cute. a. It was a meet cute. Yeah. I talked about you as a creator and a comedian and someone I thought he should meet. And from that spawned uh need you. Dude, I spawned a lot of things, honestly. Then the show, honestly, mm-hmm. this arguably maybe uh this podcast could be uh I don't know. We kind of started it like think- around the same time of like and subscribe. Did you two meet prior to like and subscribe? We- because I saw Wardell perform we- in Silver Lake year like maybe even two years prior to really? like and subscribe. Young, and I was just we like, met at, we met in like 2016. I feel like this was around that time. I saw Wardell. I saw you perform in Silver Lake. I'm forgetting the name of the place. Um, Best Fish Tacos, I, maybe? No. Oh, maybe the monthly show? What was no, that? I, I didn't, no, I didn't do the monthly show until later. Was he but a young boy? The, we, Whatever. I saw you perform and you crushed it. And then we like, kept it kept you in mind for a bunch of stuff and then when when the opportunity to to cast skrillex came up we thought of you oh yeah which i i you know i do i do appreciate that was an iconic role yeah, I, yeah it's you know I, I i don't know is it can people find that can people find that show yeah what episode Where's, was that in what, brandon that was an episode I don't, two yeah brandon would know better it's called the cult episode two that could be a Halloween yeah, costume I mean, this year. He did. Van, Vander, Vanderbeek's, uh, Vanderbeek's awesome. My favorite scene is where you guys go toe-to-toe and you're arguing in the recording studio. And you start bringing oh, couples yeah. therapy into it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very fun. It's okay. Oh, you can watch it on. Oh, it's on Tubi. Oh, dude, what Look is Tubi? Can somebody explain to me Tubi? That's just like, Tubi's, I think of Tubi Tubi's as like. for the people. Tubi is, is what is it? Like I just know that Mind yeah. of Jason uses it. And I see it on my my I'm TV with Tubi. Whenever they I have do an like incredible catalog. How? It's like every because time they I just acquire all this shit. Like what would Diplo do in all these movies? Like every time I do the little Apple voice thing where I'm like, you know, I say the name of a movie, like Tubi is listed as an option. I feel like they have everything on there, but do you, you got to watch it with pay? commercials? But... Oh, okay. Is that yeah. it? Mhm. At first, I thought it was like one of those weird, like spam things. Like, you, you're a Roku man, aren't there? Like, super weird channels on there, Wardell. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, Roku, Roku, Roku City. You know, ooh, I, I, I would, I would move there. You would move to <laughs> Roku City. Are you yes. an Apple TV user, Dermer? Or are you a Roku boy? I'm an, I'm an Apple TV boy. I would take. I'm an Apple TV boy, but I Roku is close behind. Over I might Chromecast. take a bite out of the apple and move to Roku City. <laughs> Dude, Ro- Roku City is relaxing. That's how that's how I'm feeling. The, it is relaxing. There's, scary, there's a big scary monster and everything's a, uh, uh, you know, there is a scary monster and a giant robot marching around. But uh, if you could get uh, if you can get past that, Dude, it's that a beautiful view is very relaxing to do. That has potential. Honestly, like there's, I think so too. And honest, and you might be beyond this now that you have a feature coming out, but that's sort of like a Dermer type scheme, as I would say, 
like you'd be like, dude, I'm doing this crazy thing. Like I'm pitching Roku to actually make a show about their background. No, I want to pitch a movie where where Wardell is like on the couch watching Roku and he's like stressed out about his job and mm. his love life and he's like dreaming about Roku City because it's his escape and then like he smokes this joint that like something okay. it rolled in yeah, magic dust right. and then he wakes up. It's like Free Guy and but Wardell and Roku I'm in, City. I'm in goddamn Roku City. I mean, we gotta we gotta get him on this. It's scary at um, first, but then you could go into the other channels, maybe you know. What's that movie? Yeah. where they go into the TV from the 90s um not mom and dad save the universe i don't um, know what is it it's uh i feel like there's do you know what i'm talking about i feel like this this couldn't have happened just once no that was like every movie. other movie in the 90s i think was 90s was like they that. go into the tv wait there's a bunch of easter stay eggs tuned. The... stay tuned i have never heard of that really what is that dude oh my god i accidentally started a oh this is a Oh, the 92 film, Stay Tuned. This is... It's a phenomenal be movie. Before my time. Starring John Ritter. Uh, oh, yeah. this is this came out uh, like a Eugene week before Levy. I was born. You guys, you guys would love this movie. That's, they get they get wow. sucked into the TV and they have to like go through all the shows. So I think we pitched the remake to Roku starring Wardell. You need to get that Roku bag. Okay, there we go. <laughs> you need to 100% go to the Roku bag. If not, take it to Chromecast. I gotta get... I gotta get the Roku bag. A hundred. We're gonna yeah, go, we're gonna go around town reboot. and pitch this to all the streamers. We're gonna be like, all right, we got this thing where it's stay tuned, but we do it with either the Big Apple, the Roku, the Tubi, the Freebie. Uh -huh. Wardell goes yeah, into I get, the streaming service. This in, is a money maker. This is a, Brandon. Yeah, you're Dermer's the pitch man. Like honestly, you yeah pitch so many things, and like a lot of them. That's why I was asking. Like, how many are in limbo? Because. Every time I well, talk to you, now six. Now I got this with Wardell. This is. I feel like we're gonna mm -hmm. make this happen. I, I like. I have full confidence that if anybody could sell this idea to Roku, it would be you. <laughs> and like, I mean, they could put it out. Would this be the first original content from Roku? No, they actually. No, Weird Al, Weird Al movie, dude. That's Weird that's Al. a Roku movie. That's yeah. Roku. That's the Roku movie. That's Roku channel. And by the way, in the in our movie, Brandon's act he's gonna act he's gonna like go through that movie at some point. I dude, uh no, Roku Ro, I mean, I think they uh Roku bought all the Quibi stuff. Yes. All the Quibi stuff really? that uh was it was you know, was without a home. I think you know, if I were to open up if I were to turn on my Roku TV right now, probably uh see one of these product projects being advertised I, I do know uh the demi lovato show which was once a quibi project uh now roku channel uh, dude i think bill burr had something on there a lot of a lot of stuff on quibi is now roku this is uh this is a real tortoise and hare situation i feel like there were so many streaming networks that came in super hard super fast roku was there slow and steady lurking and now they're just gobbling it all up similar I, to the, the monster Jeopardy, that Daniel lives Radcliffe was on Jeopardy and he promoted <laughs> he promoted the movie on Roku it looks it looks good I mean it's uh the original video was very funny to me the guy who mm -hmm. uh made yeah Eric Eric, Eric Appel. I think is a, yeah Eric Appel very uh very funny guy I think listens to this podcast um I should give him a huge shout out because he was an inspiration for Flesh Lightning because when he put out that fake trailer, I was an assistant and I was trying to like figure out how I could get the attention Wait, of which, agents and yes, 
which fake he made a fake trailer year back in like 2010 i want to say or maybe even nine of the weird al biopic really aaron paul aaron paul oh i kind of remember that olivia wilde was madonna i believe uh this is i I forget who's uh who's who paul shears in it maybe the paul shears the record guy and and weird al is in it yep yeah so that was a that was an inspiration right. when I was trying to figure out what could I do to get the attention of people, and it was the perfect storm of that. Learning what a flashlight was and weird science, dude. I'm on Roku's web. I'm for some reason I'm really into the the TCL brand right now. <laughs> oh yeah, the Creative Life. I but I just realized I love the Creative Life. I realized that like I thought TCL and Roku were like officially linked up. Roku's Roku TVs, like they're making it with a lot of manufacturers. I really thought it was like a TCL exclusive. Mm. I was just seeing like the most. I was trying to figure out like what the most intense. Exp- oh fuck! There's an 8K Roku TV. Wow. I was oh, just trying to figure whoa, out like the most tricked. Could you imagine that city in 8K? 8K Sheesh. is nuts. Damn. I'm trying to figure out like the most baller one, because eventually. Brandon, you're gonna need a new TV one day. I think one, we, I think that day is uh, upon us. I but it's so much of this your is, life. Like I think you need to keep it with. It's not so much of I'm not a I'm no couch potato, but I do like uh, no, the Roku. On, you, I like putting on YouTube videos on my TV. No, I'm not. I'm not saying TV sometimes. is a major part of your life. I'm saying the Roku aspect of it is kind of like part of your lifestyle. You know, yeah, like I, you have brand loyalty. I should, stick, I, I should stick to it. I'm gonna it send you this. It's kind of funny to be like a an intensely loyal, like a fiercely loyal Roku guy. It's and an early adapter. You know like, what I mean, dude? I'm sending yeah. you right now. The only reason why I'm not in Roku City is because it's not allowed yet. I'm sending you right now. Open, open up the borders. Oh fuck! <laughs> 75 inch, the Creative Life 75 Ooh. inch, class six. 8K LED QLED Dolby Vision HDR TV. Uh, okay, th- I think this might be the most expensive one you could get, and the biggest. This is the one I sent it to you. Um, you know, Black Friday is coming up. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Wait, did you you sent you sent this to me just now? Oh, I did send you a here. text. Well, that's, 8K. Eight. That seems like some nonsense. What are they even making in 8K? Nothing nothing there's nothing in 8k like you could barely stream in 4k right that's some that's some goofy moves i remember that's crazy shopping's hard everybody has to have like one friend that knows about tvs though maybe if a delphi university fucking pays me right the money that they owe me maybe you pay me the money that they owe you owe me a delphi university you could use that to buy a roku tv Yeah. yeah any i'll just say that like if I was an alumni of Adelphi University, I would be pretty embarrassed to hear how they've treated a certain stand-up comedian, and I would probably want to send them an email about it. Yeah, I mean, if I, hypothetically, is, I don't, I don't know if Dermer knows about this. This is, uh, you know, we cover this on tell, the Patreon. It's give a, him a, give him a little, a quick rundown, Brandon. This is also yeah, a good little, this. this is a good little teaser for people who aren't behind the t- paywall. They can hear I the was, full thing. I was thrust into a scenario that was. Uh, uh, unwinnable, most would most would say. Uh, this is this is something people can uh, hear about this behind the paywall. But I I was uh, it was a last minute it was a last minute gig, 
where uh they booked me at a college without telling me that it was uh it was family weekend. They mm. didn't tell me that there were gonna be children at this show. And uh there I uh asked I asked the kids to leave the beginning of my set. Uh, whatever. It's like a whole it's a whole story, it's a whole ordeal. But now they're trying to they're not they're not trying to pay me, they're trying to play me. And it's a it's a problem and you know, Chuck D and Flavor Flav actually uh met at Adelphi University, uh, which is ironic because now this school is my public enemy. I'm, I'm rooting for you. This sounds yeah, this you. is this is absurd. It's, this is honestly, obnoxious. I was uh it it is it is a a a David and Goliath situation right now and uh it's Goliath nutty owes David you're just trying to live your life in Roku City and they're in one of those like big skyscrapers there just like looking down mm -hmm. and laughing it's it's yeah look I'm in I fully support Brandon I'm on this I mean it's obvious no, but it's a, this is a this is a real you know I just want to go justice, on the record justice for Brandon uh je suis Brandon it's a psychedelic situation Dermer it's like mm-hmm Listen to we the, had to we to had the, to listen to this episode. It's a it's we a had full... to not put this episode out last week because there was like I don't know somebody told us not to like your team they were like look yeah and then you're gonna have, we're gonna give me a like, sit down for the five families and that didn't but they 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 talked they talked to the school and now it's it's taking forever so I was like fuck it let's put the episode out are there but I guess we could give updates like this week if there are any but. It's nutty. Yeah, I can't believe you had to pay for your own it. travel. Yeah. At least, yeah, at no, least pay to, the travel, dude. I had to pay uh, for a very last-minute flight and uh, ended up doing eight minutes at the school, and then they escorted me off of campus. I was a 30-year-old man in trouble at school, which is not a <laughs> a not fun. Yeah, that's um, some like bizarre, weird pay-to-play situation. That It was... Yeah. Well... Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, listen to the listen to this episode. It's honestly one of the best episodes we've put out. It is, out. yeah. It's it's one of the more one of the it's top more ten compelling ones. Top Sounds ten all time. It's, I would say it's a top ten episode. I would say. Yeah, I mean, dude, I would pay if there were if there was video footage of the set. Yeah. You don't think there was, right? Like they didn't film no, it. No, I just have I just have the audio. But they weren't filming it. No. No, and they there it's like a whole it's a whole situation. They're they're lying. They're lying on my name. They're uh Did you tell Brandon Dermer my... that yet? Oh yeah, so they're trying to get out of paying me by by saying that I rolled a joint on stage, which is insane cuz uh, first of all, I don't know how by to the roll way, that, a joint. By the way, that feels a little racist against Filipinos, too. What? Just, Just this whole accusing of rolling situation? a joint. Yeah. It's uh I'm just yeah. saying something for them Wait, to consider. So, so they, they like claim that you tried that. to roll a joint. They claim the that I rolled a joint in front of the crowd, which like realistically, how could I even logistically pull that off? They there's no flat zero flat surface. There's a I He doesn't know how to I roll a joint. I don't know how to roll a joint. I'm Does not, he look like a person that I, knows how to roll a joint? Like I no. barely like I barely smoke that stuff. And uh you know what I do? I'm buying a I'm buying a pre roll and I'm I'm doing it alone in my apartment. You know I'm not 
Um, I would never. It is so funny to think it's of so like wild. A, if, even if that you knew how, of, yeah. even if you knew how to be a stand-up comedian who's right. on stage, like, yo, hold up, real quick, hold let up. me let me roll up, hold up, real quick. Oh, I gotta oh. get my, I gotta get my my oh. right. <laughs> I gotta get my my right, bro. And I, I pull out, yeah, pull out a rolling tray and nugs. I yeah. wait, Brandon, nug is this is this an accusation that came through your? your people or was this a public statement like that they no, put this out is a, no this is a baseless accusation that they uh levied against me privately to my agent they my agent he's he, you know he's doing his job he's like you gotta you gotta pay 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 this man you gotta pay this man uh and so they're you know uh, uh i mean check check this episode out but it's a really good episode that was but one yeah, of the ones that they uh um, one of the um, the, one of the things on their list of grievances, they they just made that up. They just fully uh lied. They just oh. lied and said, uh, yeah, he actually rolled a joint on stage. When and he got it's only high eight, and he, uh, he was uh, you're only up there for eight minutes too. Like I was up there for how eight long, minutes. How long does it take to roll a joint for most people? Like I'm up there. I'm up there fucking bombing, <laughs> dude. The funniest. I mean. You let me listen to the full audio, and every moment of it was so funny. I think it's one of those where it's like, in my mind, I keep going to new favorite parts, you know? But recently, my yeah. favorite part is that you get up there, and you're like, oh, the whoa, okay. Hey, is, can, we, can we maybe do get the website off? Like, there's like the, the <laughs> oh, yeah, homepage of like... There's just a projector in this very bright room, a <laughs> uh, projector that has the university homepage on it. I, I thought that this was going to be a very easy 5K, and it's turned out to uh, become the bane of my existence. It's, it's become Dude, a, a virus on every other aspect of my life. It's funny when, like, I mean, it's not funny. It's, it's actually war. horrible. When, I'm like, war right getting now. paid, there's been a couple times where, not this, like, there's been some where I've just been lost in, like, the bureaucracy of a large company trying to get paid. One of them recently, I find actually the check sitting right here on my desk. It took a year to get paid of like email change. Of like, hey, what's up? Like, what's the update? Like, I literally paid taxes on this. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. They finally oh, got wow. it to me. But it's funny when it's like, dude, the work I did to get paid, like that clerical work way. Right. It's way more than like what I was originally paid to do by a long shot, like a year of clerical work, basically. Of just chasing people to do their jobs after you did the job for them. Yeah. Your services are rendered. Uh-huh. It's always, uh, yeah, it's just very annoying. For a, for a freelancer, that's the worst, especially when they have, like, a huge system. You, Wardell, you're lucky to have, like, a guy cha that could chase for you, too. Right. Yeah. Even though... But it's still, it's, they're making it difficult. They're making it very difficult. Well, I would say tune into that episode to... That I highly yeah. yeah I'm plugging the Patreon episode there, but I'm gonna tune in and I'm I'm also looking forward to seeing where this ends. I dude I don't know I like it I said end with a fucking check. It a better check and then a new Roku 8K TV in your living yeah, room. Yeah, I I I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need an all expenses trip to Roku City. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, I no. oh fuck oh no what oh there's. Oh no. 
This ship is sinking in Roku City. Oh my is, god. Is, a ship, is that an a alien? Ship. Is that a UFO? There's a Titanic. Yeah. It's the Titanic. No, that's the thing is there's a lot of shit. There's a volcano blowing up uh Dermer, I, I think guess you could you could sell Roku, this. Roku City has its issues, but there's also uh it has its issues. I would say it has a lot of lore. We got to make Roku Roku's Roku, the Dude. episode title is going to got to be Roku City the movie. A hundred percent. I feel yeah, like Escape um, from Roku City. You're oh, yeah, off see, look my, at that. Parlaying off of my Let's first film, people are like, you know, what's next? And I'm going to be like Roku City starring Brandon Wardell. A hundred percent. Well, Brandon, you're you're probably joking around right now. But here's the thing about Dermer is that like I would not be surprised if in like two months I catch up with him. And he's like, dude, like actually the Roku thing's moving along. Like I met with the president of Roku yeah. in Japan last night. You know, <laughs> making Roku City the movie. We're going to Atlanta to go film Roku City. <laughs> Goddamn! Well, I was hoping to shoot on location oh, in like, Roku City. Yeah, fair, fair. Well, you're gonna yeah. have to bi- build the city first. That's like <laughs> that's gonna be the major expense is you have to build it. You yeah, know, which involves the Godzilla. I need the Godzilla is a yeah, union. We actor. need to make Roku City a real place. Maybe what we do is we make Roku City for the film, but then in in success, it becomes a theme park, and people can go. Oh and take their my families. god, the Roku theme oh, park! Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you've seen it in the movie. Now come mm-hmm. spend the weekend with your friends and family oh, in yes. Roku City. You can go to all the set pieces See? where you've seen Brandon Mordell have to escape these crazy scenarios. You know. Mm-hmm. Wait, like, what there's if? A, okay, there's a lot of lore here. Yeah, like, did you guys do Halloween Horror Nights? They brought the actual. I'm set. going. Uh, I'm going tonight. No way. They brought the. They brought the actual set from Nope, so you can walk through what? the actual. Yes, like you can. No walk way. Through the the. Well, that's theme crazy. Park. I want to go. It was sold yeah, out when I was trying to go. Oh, you think you got two, four days left. I will you say this. Come tonight. It's tempting. I'm supposed to go to a party, but is it sold out yet? Do both. It's. I feel like it's a commitment. You got to commit to. I got the. I got the. Pl- I'm. I'm somebody's plus one. There's a plus one situation at yeah. Halloween Horror Nights. How's that work? I yeah. Just like well, ticketed. she's like a. She's an actress. Okay. So they're. They're you know. Hooking hooking her ass up. Okay. Jack, if there, you could get on this train, you're gonna you're gonna want to go because there's the Killer Clowns from Outer Space house, the Nope house, the Weekend has a house. I've been to oh, the, yeah, it's, the. It's really sick. Wait, the Weekend house. Like You've the, been to the Weekend house. Brandon, I did it at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, how was it? Right, it's great. What's it like? It's all so the weekend's music. It's, it's a, all it's all it's all <laughs> set pieces from the music videos from the the Weekend lore. It's great. It's scary week uh weekend house. Uh it's you know now I wanna go. This, you guys gotta you, go. You, you're doing lines. You're uh you're I'm jealous sex with loose women. Wardell, the trick is if if you need a bar, go to Hogwarts because the Simpsons bar, there's a line out the door. It's like a who's oh, who yeah. trying to get in there. It's mm-hmm. a, you go head on over to Hogwarts and there's a most, nice bar. Most tavern is a real racket. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Damn, you should, uh, Jack, you should come to Halloween Horror Nights tonight. Dude, I forgot this is going to be probably coming out on Halloween. So it's good yeah. that we're talking about this stuff, but maybe it's worth talking about. I don't know if I ever fully told you about this, Brandon and Dermer. You don't know this at all, but that haunted house I went to with Cole and Andrew Michon. 
Oh, I did. Yes. It's not out yet, yeah. but I did. Um, podcast, but outside. Oh, podcast, but outside. Have you ever heard of that, Dermer? It's Jack's our friend. Jack's on a goddamn press. I'm on a fucking right now. press blitz, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I did that last weekend, and it's gonna be their Halloween episode. But like last, we were gonna do the Queen Mary. I think we we're gonna go set up like at the Queen Mary, which is like, oh, uh, like a spooky ghost like boat tour it's like an old boat you mm-hmm. know the queen mary but it would have been chill and then they're like you know what actually we just got invited to this haunted house in orange county so let's go do this i'm down uh we meet there and they're like let's get there a little early to check it out we get there the owner meets us and like immediately starts walking us into this haunted house she's like okay let's be quick like let's get this done all of a sudden, we're, like, going in. And, I mean, I like haunted houses, but I see the sign, and it's, like, trigger warnings. Like, huge blocks, like, trigger warnings, and, like, listing all this shit. Like, insects, like, tasers, like... And I'm like, all right, like, whatever. Like, rolling my eyes. And then we have to sign a waiver. And still, I'm kind of, like, <laughs> rolling my eyes. And I'm like... And my friend's like, why do you have to sort of... Cole, I think Cole asked me, like, you have to sign a waiver? I'm like, dude, they probably do this to, like, scare you, you know? Mm-hmm. But... We go in there and mind you, we're not there as customers. We're just there to check it out before like doing a podcast out front of this place. But we go in and I'm I'm starting to think like, oh, maybe this is like a little more than a normal haunted house. And like, I'm like, hey, do we get like wet or anything? Or like, will we get like dirty? Should I like take off my sweatshirt? And like the person was like, yes. And like starts shooting me with this like fake (laughs) bottle of piss and like soaks me in the face. And then they like, they're grabbing us immediately. We're like, oh, like they're touching us they're like this is not normal and in this haunted house there's 27 rooms there's like a safe word you could use to get out of rooms but right away i realized we were in for something else um like the waiver was real it wasn't just for show oh yeah like in this haunted house they tase you (laughs) they shoot you with like pellets like fully i got shot by like 50 like paintball type things um they completely like grab you um you have to like i mean we ended up like kind of being cowards for the the worst rooms the funniest thing is that andrew um one of the hosts started to the safe word was mercy so he would like the first time he was did it he was like last minute like mercy and then i was very quickly like mercy following him because i'm like dude i'm not doing it alone and then cole ended up getting sent in by himself had to do something fucked up then that happened several more times where like the entire group would mercy out and make we'd make like Cole go by himself, which is probably the funniest person to make do that if you know who this is. Um, but dude, he was like put into a cage and dunked into a pool of water in the dark. Like horrible. They do. They fully tased me like electric shock. It hurt. How many people go through this? Like I'm a lot. Halloween Horror Nights where a it's lot. like a, a factory line of people to go through this. This seems like such a production. Dude, so many. It was crazy. I. And thank God I knew the last one because Cole was soaking wet. He had to do, he had to do this like hour long pod after outdoors, soaking wet. I did have some extra clothes in my car, but he was like, yeah, he was dressed as as me during this pod. It's pretty, it's a funny subtle detail. But yo, in one of the parts, they like it was early on. They're like, run, run, like they made you run, and then there's like a thing shooting water at you. I slipped, fell into a metal barrel, and like. I might have a fractured rib from it. It's like, I wonder if I'm still bruised. Jesus Christ! Like right here, I, I it's have I have trouble sleeping. Tell me. Oh, you can't see it. 
I see a bruise, yeah. Oh, there too, yeah. Dude, it sucks. But yeah, anyway, I got hurt. It's affected. <laughs> That's not going to happen at hurt. Halloween Horror Night. The the scary weekend will run up to you, but he will not touch you. No, that's normal. That's like, yeah. and that's like the, what makes it, you know, tolerable to go through that stuff is that it's like, oh yeah, they can't touch you. They're actors. Did you go on, like Jack, back in the Midwest, did you go to those haunted houses like out in the middle of nowhere? Like Statesville? Yeah. The one that's those, actually in the prison? Those ones would get pretty intense. Yes. But also, like, Statesville, you're going out, like, to the middle of nowhere, and it's kind of weird in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're already, like, going past Joliet, Illinois, and just kind of, like, into kind of general juggalo territory, you know? Yeah. So, it's, um, it's a situation where the patrons and the entertainment kind of blurs in terms of scariness, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, for um, sure. Oh, yeah, because we're both Chicago boys. That's obvious. I mean, that's where we met, but... There was a great instance pre-pandemic where I was at a family like reunion at Lou Maldotti's and I ran into you over Christmas. Oh yeah. You remember that? No, of course. And you took our family photo. Of course, yeah. That was amazing. I was taking uh I was going to Lou Maldotti's taking Chelsea for the first time. Brandon uh Wait, Wardell. We, yeah, I want I want to talk I I want to keep talking uh haunted houses, scary yeah, please. uh spooky houses. What do you got? Well, I was telling you last night I, I had a yeah. close call. Please. Cuz I this could have been this could have been so much. I mean, everything worked out. But um like all week I've been doing like Esther's Esther's movie. I'm like playing her brother in that. And uh we were filming on like an abandoned uh college campus in Pomona that uh I, I mean, you guys might have been there at some point. Um, it's like uh, people use it as a location a lot because it's just like it's a lot of land, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I think it's like kind of cheap to film there. But uh, there's an abandoned hospital uh, like right across the street from where where we were filming, like on this abandoned college campus. There's a full uh, old hospital and we like walked in once when you know they were they were setting up a shot and it was a big group of us it was basically just me Esther and everybody in hair and makeup and you know there's there's like automatic doors that are kind of like moving like moving in an erratic way and like that kind of thing and everybody kind of bailed uh pretty pretty quick and uh you know, it was it was it was like like spooky, too scary, but yeah, everybody said, "Oh, too scary." What's when uh, would, when would you say this was abandoned? Like, what's the vibe? Decades? I don't know. Years? Uh, probably like, like two decades. Okay, yeah, because it has automatic doors, mm -hmm. right? That's spooky. Um, and so I went back, sort of at the end, me and uh, me and this gal, uh. Uh, who's who's you know working on this movie? We're like, oh, let's go, let's go. Like after after they wrap, let's let's go. And um, when we walked up, there were there were a couple delays to us, you know, going in where it's like, oh, I gotta I gotta grab this thing, whatever. Uh, little little delays. And when we walked up, there was a guy, there was a groundskeeper walking up who was who was locking up he was locking up the the hospital 
building. But we were, we could have gone, like, if we had gone five minutes earlier, we would have gone upstairs, like, explored, and then gone downstairs. It would have been, we wouldn't have seen the groundskeeper come and and lock this this uh, hospital up. And they weren't filming there the next day. So, and, and like, this building has no signal. So... You'd have been I, locked in. You know, I was saying mm-hmm. I was really I was really saved by the bell because there is a scenario where I walk in. And I'm like, ha ha. I mean, all oh, whoa, oh, so oh, scary. Oh. And then uh, we're just like fucking locked in this abandoned hospital in Pomona. We were very close. This could have been this could have been I wouldn't have I wouldn't be here right now if that was happening. Could you have we'd busted out? We'd be doing there. the pod and being like, "Oh, he must have like shot late, and he's still sleeping." And little do we know, you're like starving yeah. in an abandoned hospital. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be in there, no food or water, and they, everybody, everybody had left at this point. So I mean, they, thank God, thank God, I, uh, that didn't happen. But That's- I, I was. Thinking was that janitor was that guy that. was he upset that there were people inside was he like get out what are you doing in here uh no because nobody was inside when it ha- like when the groundskeeper pulled up it was as we were about to walk into the building got how, it how do you know the groundskeeper is real bro uh, what if somebody was like uh, what groundskeeper <laughs> well, uh-oh. okay yeah that reminded me of we both went to Columbia College. Um, shout out, I think. Are we proud? Yeah. Are we proud? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where I met Brandon Smith and then therefore you and a bunch of other great okay. people. Um, but I worked on, when you're a freshman film student, they like highly encourage you like to work for the seniors, like work on their big films, you know? And so I did, treated like shit, first of all, treated like absolute shit by this director, day in and day out, treated like dog shit. But we, we filmed in some like weird hospital that was like, I don't know if abandoned, but it was like closed. Clearly it was super weird. That was creepy. And then I'm in Chicago. Yeah. On like the South side. And then like, I remember the next day we, somebody found a body in the dumpster of where we're going to shoot. It was like a burned up body. And like, everybody was really freaked out. Like I didn't find it, but crew members found it. And like, the cops had to come and like it was turned into a crime scene and the director some like student director was like okay people like we can't waste any time like let's go we're gonna have to move locations like and just start shooting somewhere else and like i remember people were so traumatized they just found like a human human remains and immediately we had to go and start filming this like terrible student film i wonder if it was the hospital that they blew up where they shot dark knight that hospital scene with with the with Heath Ledger and then he walks out and they actually blew it up. That's I thought when they that was the, I thought that was the Brock's Candy Factory. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, just they actually as... blew up a building though. That was huge. Yeah. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was big time. I remember that happening. Um, you got any other spooky experiences, Brandon? Uh, I've never really talked to you about the ghosts. That's always been my department. What's that? We've never really talked about spooky stuff. And it's the Halloween episode, so you got to. I know. I don't really have. I don't really. Um, what are you scared of? Yeah. Uh, are you what scared, am I scared of anything? Of? Um. 
I mean, nothing supernatural. <laughs> like really, it's all just like real, re- real life anxieties. It's all just like real life anxieties. Hey, it's hard to say what's worse. What about you, Dermer? Probably real life anxieties and the Grim Reaper. <laughs> the Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified of that guy. Yo, yeah. he's so badass though. I mean, he's cool, but like, I don't want to befriend him. I mean, I think it's freaky too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have a giant statue of one in my backyard. But in a cool, in a pimp way. Yeah. You haven't seen, I guess you haven't been over here. Yeah. I've only seen images. I, I planned on it, but then traffic got horrible. Yeah. Awful. Um, traffic talk. Dude. Well, we haven't actually, I just realized we haven't actually talked about your movie. Can well, you, a little bit. We a talked little about bit. Who, but like, you need to tell it us is about supernatural. the supernatural. It's supernatural. There's, oh, there's ali- yeah. There's aliens in it. Because we haven't there's gotten the chance to like see in, it yet. In but Roku City. Can you tell us about it and also tell the audience about it? Yeah, the film's called I'm Totally Fine, and Jillian Bell plays a woman in mourning. She loses her best friend and business partner, so she decides to take this solo trip by herself to clear her head, and when she shows up, uh, her friend is seemingly there but claiming to be an alien, and it's the two of them sort of going through this crazy experience, Jillian Bell and Natalie Morales. What inspired that the plot for you? It was in 2020, just like dealing with like uncertainty and not being able to cope, and then with my therapist realizing that when I stop trying to control and be a perfectionist, good things happen and I can be present. And I wanted to explore that same idea of like Jillian's character is very uh, uptight and controlling. And she thinks she had her whole life mapped out in front of her with her best friend starting this organic soda company that they finally sell and they're going to go celebrate. But then her friend unexpectedly dies and it just completely rocks her world. Oh, and then the friend is back there as an alien. Yeah, she wakes up the next morning in this house and this Natalie is there like, I know I look I look like your friend. I'm not your friend. She's deceased and will continue to be deceased. I simply am extra an extraterrestrial who's taken her form. I'm here to study you and like I'm excited to help. see this. Yeah. This is oddly su- this is very different for you too. Very different. Has this yeah. been has it been hard? Uh it sounds pretty I mean it, I'm I know it's comedic, but it's it's more sincere than the stuff you normally make. Hyper sincere. Uh you'll laugh, you'll cry, which, you know, I always like taking like really absurd, stupid ideas and adding heart, even if it's subtle in there, whether it's like Necrogoblicon or even Flesh Lightning, I think you root for that kid. So this was just cranking it up to 11. I mean, that was part of the reason I went to Alicia Keytree um, when I had the concept. I knew I, I felt very personally close to the concept, but I brought on Alicia to write it because I knew she would just add like so much more depth and humanity to it. How long did it take you to shoot it? 10 days. That's quick. In the pandemic. That's quick, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Basically, we just had our backs up against the wall with the pandemic. This was pre-vaccine December 2020. We rented three houses in Temecula and lived and shot at those three houses and got tested, you know, every day. Damn. That's yeah. crazy. There's You're... also a real big Papa Roach moment, which I'm excited for. Oh, my see. God. Wait. How do we not talk about this? Papa Roach. Oh, Papa Roach that was a, a I was point. a fool for this, dude. You texted me. I really, I mean, I've been a little busy, you know, which is good, hey, but you're busy you guy. texted you're me. On, I might've been news. out of town for this, but I really goofed. I really goofed on this one. You texted me a flyer that was like a private Papa Roach party at a pizza is this place. Shakey's? At Shakey's, at Shakey's pizza. pizza. They performed at Shakey's Pizza. I was and it on was, the list and I did not it, go. Exhibit was there. It was what? fucking awesome. Wait, why? Yeah. They're boys. Papa Roach hangs out with Exhibit? Yeah. And Wait, uh, I need you to Roach tell us fucking, about this event. Papa Roach fucking ripped. So yeah, they, there was like a booked, pit. Yeah, there was a legitimate 
pit. They there was a there was a wall of death. They played they played the classics like the old stuff. They played the new the new stuff. Their song their new song New Apologies. I'm a fan of. I was in the pit. How many? Um, of course, you listen to new Papa Roach songs. Yeah, dude. You probably haven't stopped at no. any point. No. Wait, but the way how I many got people Papa, were there? I mean, it was packed. I don't know. It was. Absolutely I mean, but it's packed. a pizza place. Yeah, but it's huge. Have you been to the Shakey's no. in Hollywood? I didn't even know there's like a Shakey's in L.A. Oh yeah. Honestly, I, mean, multiple... I didn't even know that they're like still existing or it's still oh, in existence. They're thriving. Shakey's. Oh, yeah, the Shakey's in Hollywood. You know, you've been there. I have. Yes. Yeah. What's fin- the vibe? Is this like a sit down or just like a buffet? It's like a buffet, but then there's sit down areas. There's also an arcade. Oh, I of mean, course, Jeff, dude. Oh, right yeah. Shake- I've seen Shakey's all over the place. I'm I'm an idiot. You've I'm an definitely idiot. driven by this. There's a Shakey's yeah. by my house too. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm it, stupid. It, I've never been to pizza. one though. It was really cool though because I grew up playing in shitty bands and we would play legitimately at you know pizza parlors and whatnot. But we all sucked. To see a band that like actually is tight and ripped in that atmosphere was fucking awesome. Oh, I'm sure it was incredible. So they're just like, what was it for? It was to promote their new album. That I mean, I think it worked, dude. That sounds amazing. It totally worked. Yeah, yeah. You great. have weird connections to a lot of. Uh... Oh, and you just did that Blink One Eighty Two thing. We need yes. to talk about that too. That yeah. was huge. Yeah. Oh. That that. He just he directed like the the video that announced Blink One Eighty Two coming back is coming. That was big, and it was a very, wow. very smart marketing campaign of all of them saying, like, I'm edging all Thank of... Thank you. Uh, you know, you want to know the crazy thing? Yeah. I didn't know the name of the title when I wrote that concept. Really? And then Travis, on the day, was like, dude, the song's called Edging. I was like, oh, my God, this is kismet. I wrote yeah. this whole thing about coming. The song's called Edging. This is great. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. I mean, it was a really funny video. Huge. Thanks. Yeah, dude, thank that, you. Yeah. That might have been one of your, like biggest things in terms of eyeballs that was hugely viral yeah it i i knew it was going to be big but i i didn't think it was going to be that big i mean i was crazy stoked as someone who's been a fan for so long and played in a blink 182 cover band in the fifth grade i was like very 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 hyped oh Um, i forgot you were in a oh dude do you have that obama picture handy he met obama as a kid oh yeah i do have that early there's a very funny picture of dermer hanging out with obama like before he was president my band in uh in high school a girl in my political science class she's like hey do you want to perform at this uh this local senator's you know thing and i was like yeah sure i mean we would play shows anywhere you know and um we show up and it was called barack and roll and we (laughs) opened for barack and then he Whoa. afterwards we Wait, got a photo with him. I'm so glad I remembered to bring this up. And also text me that picture because I need that's we should use that for the episode art. Yeah, I'll text it. I'm texting Barack and Roll you guys right now. Barack and Roll. I still have the flyer that is too. So funny, dude. You, you want to know the best part too? After us, uh, our friend who was a rapper named T Scar, he then played right after. So it was Cellar Door, Barack Obama. Oh my god, you're you were in a Donnie Darko band? Wow. Yeah. I actually, I actually told, uh, I met Richard Kelly Brandon. randomly. He oh, was at the yeah. rap, he was at the uh, rap party for the Necrogoblicon video. He was friends with uh, one of what? the extras, and I was like, this was before the, the video came out. So you know, I threw it at Paladino's, yeah. that bar I used to show movies at. Yes. And all yeah. of a sudden, Richard Kelly is there, and I, and yeah, and Insane. I was like, and I was drunk. I was like, hey man, my band in in high school is called <laughs> Cellar Door, and he's like, cool. Dude, uh, also yeah. he would have I mean, freaked out if you he would have. He, I feel like he would have been more receptive if, if you hit him with some Southland tales. That's right. what I would have done. 
Donnie Darko, he hears that a billion times. <laughs> Guy like me comes up to Richard Kelly talking about Southland Tales. He's all ears. What? I assure so, you that. Wardell, if you were starting a band and, like, you know, I pulled Cellar Door from Donnie Darko, what would your Southland Tales inspired band name be? Oh. Oh, uh, uh, Liquid Karma. That was the, that's the drug yep. that they, that's the drug that they do. Yeah. There's, no, there's no band. Actually, ah, fuck. I'm trying to think Liquid if there Karma. Were any bands Ooh, that's them. a heady name for sure. Oh that my is. god, the yeah. pick just came through. Oh yeah. Dude. That is iconic. Throwing up the Are you in a Hollister shirt? I think I'm in a Quicksilver shirt. Oh my god. Whoa. The 2000, lads. 2003. The guy next to me, Mike Vitale, he's a firefighter. Okay. And then it's Obama. Wait, is, that you, then, is that you throwing up the horns? Yeah. That's me throwing up the horns. With Obama. Wow. Yeah. Wait, who else is in this pick? That's my cousin, Justin Martin. And mm -hmm. then all the way at the end is Justin McClain. That's what I thought. Art director of Like on, and Subscribe. Yeah. Yep. We wow. played in a high school band together. I need I need Obama to see the movie and give me like a an endorsement. You, you need know? to link up like with Obama really again, dude. It. Yeah, you need to get on the list. Gotta have them ribs. Dermer, thanks so much for <laughs> thanks so much for coming on uh yes. get your final plugs off about the movie i'm totally fine it's in select theaters and on demand digital on friday november 4th you can pre-order it now you can support a, a truly independent film by pre-ordering it right now and then november yeah. 4th why that's this very week that's mm -hmm. this very week you know you get, get out to the theaters if you're in a city that it's playing like new york la seattle chicago blah 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 or Watch it on on demand. Where, you know, where in LA can I see this, Dermer? Uh, North North Hollywood Lemney. Ooh, got it. Okay, beautiful. That's a nice. That's a nice one. Um, hell yes. And okay. folks, if you're at out there, uh, yeah, this this month, I I will be in um, Boston. Uh, this is all next week, I guess. At this point, so yeah, Boston, uh, New York City, Pittsburgh. And then the week after that, I will be in Toronto and January, uh, Austin. And those are, yeah, link and descript, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, check out, if you haven't listened to this latest Patreon, it's, it's well, it's very worth it. It's, 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 it's a good one. It's one of the best, one of the best episodes we've ever done. I agree. I'm looking 100%. forward to it. And then, and then Roku, if you're listening, get at, get at us. Oh, yes, absolutely. And Roku, if, hit us up. And I would like to plug... Uh, Roku City the movie, which is uh, we're in pre working pre title, pre working title, yeah, working title. Uh, but let's you know, let's get the wheels turning on uh, Roku City the movie. And Dermer, I have some, I have some twist ideas. I mean, I think we could even stray from the sci-fi angle if you want to go, maybe like a historical fantasy. It could be like somebody's grandpa sees it and is like, oh, I'm, that's where I'm from. I've and it's like a there. real like, place. Grandpa, you're crazy. Yeah, and but then, he brings yeah. them there, and it's like a ghost town. But then maybe I don't know. Adventure ensues. Yeah, we gotta Who's, start. Who we do we stunt we cast keep. to pay to play Wardell's grandpa? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of like what even an older oh, let's see, Brandon Wardell looks like. Joe Coy. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> Joe Coy makeup. I mean, let's he's... run that. Let's run it back. Yeah, run it back. Get the family back yeah. together, folks. But, but no, but we're talking grandpa. Yeah. Skrillex in makeup. Jackie Chan. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you for listening. And uh, Roku, hit us up.